Ready for its presents. Biffy Randy Quiz. Hashtag Desert Dialogue. Biffy Randy Quiz. Hayden Paul. Biffy Randy Quiz. Mulligan. We watch movies so you don't have to. Welcome to Fifty Randy Quaid's presents Desert Dialogue. A hashtag TV talk series, our second series, Hidden Palms. Uh, I am your host with the most, Nicolas Cage movies. I'm a friendly and humble individual. It's your boy, the prime millennial, Chucky B. B stands for banner, if you forgot. With me, the greediest guest in the game. His name is... One of these days, your boy... Chucky Banner will get it right and recognize me as what all of our beloved listeners know me as. And that is the greediest and greatest co-host in the known universe. I'm known as JT Money. And you know that's right. You know what I also know is right? That this is the fifth episode of Hidden Bombs. And it is called Mulligan. Can I get a mully, a mully, a mulligan? You absolutely can if you'd like one. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm guessing that creator and writer, head writer, we'll call him, Kevin Williamson was looking for a mulligan on this show. But instead, he got a guest writer named Daniel Arkin. Uh, They also got themselves director Perry Long. Long Perry. To helm this episode and really just knock it out of the park. Which is uh, the second episode in the Hidden Palms 2-pack, which originally aired June 20th, 2007, on the C-Dub. So unlike the air dates of these episodes, we decided to break this up a week. And I'm yeah, glad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we glad that we did. Yeah. To digest Hidden Palms and all of its eight-episode glory. Well, why don't you go ahead and let all of us digest on that brief overview, courtesy of Tubi. Of episode 5 of Mulligan. I'd love to hear it. Moisa tells Johnny who was fleeing Eddie's house the night of the death. Meanwhile, Gritter's father Skip, he's played by Kyle Sicker, he returns to town and he flirts with Tess and Karen. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. But it's, it's part of my problem with a lot of writing of this show. He is just very basic shorthand for bad playboy daddy. And I mean that in as many ways as you want to hear it. I do disagree with Greta in certain aspects where she calls him a deadbeat. I don't really think he's a deadbeat if he's paying for this house for her to live in. Does deadbeat specifically refer to your ability to pay for things? Or does it also refer to your ability to be there as an actual parent? Well, I kind of think that she wanted him to be gone because he like... He played the whole like, oh, mom's dying of cancer. Let let her let her, let's let her die so I can move on with my life. But I feel like it's at that point it's when he became a deadbeat. I haven't gotten the indication that before the sickness he was a deadbeat. Although she does say, name one time you ever stepped up. So I guess that predates the sickness too. But yeah, but I kind of feel like she blocks out anything that happened pre-sickness let's be real this guy's a scumbag no matter what i can't imagine he was ever a very good dad and oh no he was probably still fucking like chicks on the side based on the community that they're in too i don't think being a good parent is really high on anyone's list of things they're looking to accomplish no they're all looking to fuck kids we're gonna definitely get to some of that as we get going on here that's for sure 
But let's start out with the murder and the reveal of what Liza saw. Well, maybe part of the reason why this was a two-pack and originally aired the way it did was because this show starts immediately where episode four left off. Yeah, but so did season two of Dawson's Creek from the last episode of season one. So you could wait a whole, like, I don't know how many months on that kind of cliffhanger. This they decided to give you immediately after. Williamson's either like, I need you to see this right away, or I'm going to make you wait an entire, like, off season. We are, once again, not in the bedroom to start, though. Yeah, this is where they leave off exactly from episode four. And I was like, oh, damn, they're just picking it up right away. And then, sh- and then like, it's confirmed that what you had called, like, an episode or two ago, where Liza and Eddie had a quote-unquote secret friendship. Oh, oh, hold on a second. Let me quote someone that I know very well. Crack. Home run. Because I said that exact fucking phrase. They are secret best friends, baby. And that's exactly what they were. At one point later, she even says, I probably knew Eddie better than Greta did. Like, she's like, me and this guy talked every fucking night. This was my boy. And no one else knew about it. Because I was the nerd in the garage. And he was fucking Eddie. Fucking beatnik of Palm Springs or whatever the fuck. Uh, That's what I thought you were going to have your nickname be. Well, you didn't have one. No, I didn't want one this week. Nothing stuck out to me. And I got a point about that later, too, that I should have realized the episodes ago, but we'll save it. So basically, she's like, listen, I called the cops, but no one ever followed up with me. And it got ruled a suicide. And that shit just kind of went away. And I'm scared of this fucking cliff cat, dude. Like, he's out of his goddamn mind. And Johnny just can't believe it. He just can't believe it. But this is where Liza reveals it doesn't make sense there wasn't a note. Because he wrote everything down. Everything. He would have left a note. And Johnny's like, well, my daddy didn't leave a note. So maybe Eddie wouldn't either. Things just don't make sense. And she's like, she's like, well, I think I know Eddie a little bit better than you. And he's like, I don't know. You're just some weirdo in a garage across the street. I really don't know you. My best friend is Cliff. And he tells me it's cool. And I can bang Greta. <laughs> So she sets her course for the rest of the episode when she's like, well, you know what? I shouldn't have even brought you into this shit. I'm going to prove what I know is true. I'm going to set out and I'm going to prove it right now. And he's all like, all right, all right. And then, bam, title screen. We get the fucking for the most the windmills. Bo- Dude, it's the most boring theme song in the history of theme songs, I think. It, it goes <laughs> the on theme for about song fif- sucks. Oh, it goes on for about 15 seconds, and I fall asleep during it every single time. I've caught five little micro naps while watching this show. It's great. <laughs> oh, and then we, we start the... We start this episode off with Karen fucking prompting up Team BJ. Oh, yeah. They're going to play in a golf tournament together. Yeah, charity golf tournament. And Johnny is pretty fucking salty about the whole thing. So I heard it as celebrity golf tournament. I thought I heard that too. But then I, when I didn't see it later, like no celebrities, I was like, well, I'm just going to not put that in my writing. Well, every other time they brought it up after that, they never mentioned celebrities. So I figured there probably aren't celebrities. I probably heard it wrong. It's charity. And yeah, Johnny's not happy. Well, but- I thought it was a celebrity charity golf outing. Well, there's definitely no celebrities. <laughs> But Johnny begrudgingly is going to go to make his mom happy. He's like, fine, I'll go form Team BJ on the double C golf course. And then that's when we get Nikki. She is just, hey, what's up, Cliff? How you like this dog? 
And Cliff's like, I want to kick that dog so hard, but I don't want to show you that evil, evil side of me yet. Because I already know that you're scared of me, but you're scared of me in a good way. Like, you're like, damn, I like it, but I also don't like it. And he's both the things I like, but it's also weird because I can't trust him. Well, first of all, let's talk about this dog. It's Jesse Joe's dog. It's apparently its, yeah, name, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. its name is Spats. And, like, taking care of this dog is one of the rules of uh, crashing on Jesse Joe's couch. And she's like, yeah, there's a lot of rules there to stay there. And Cliff's like, oh, yeah, a lot of rules. going to be fun to break them. And I want to (laughs) know... That he's being a scumbag, but the look on her face is kind of like, oh man, I really wish he wouldn't have said that because I don't want to break these rules. But this dude, he's got that bad side, but he's got that good side, and like she's and got, he's that, got that scary side. Basically, she says to him, though, I don't scare easily. She oh, wants to like, play oh, this game. Well, let me, let me try so let's cut over to the least likable couple on earth johnny and greta and they're over at greta's mansion that she lives alone in and they are about to fuck on the couch in the living room first i want to point out that he's looking at pictures and he sees a picture of her dad and her from last halloween and she's wearing this angel costume and johnny's like "Ooh, yeah baby girl Ooh, i love it this was the night that eddie died right and she's like, yeah, yeah, you can talk about him. It's cool. It's fine. And this is when she reveals that he was the Palm Springs beatnik. He loved Jack Kerouac. And I said, mm, hold on a second, Kevin Williamson. Even though I don't think you were writing when this character was introduced on Dawson's Creek, there was a character on that show named Eddie who loved fucking Jack Kerouac, too. Well, maybe it's recycled. He just moved to a different city. So we got Kate Pacey's cousin and younger Eddie. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, Pacey's cousin does. I'm still buying into that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then she also says, like Liza did earlier, this dude wrote everything down. And so yep. Johnny, Johnny's like, well, isn't it weird he didn't leave a note then? Isn't that crazy? And she's like, well, actually, he did leave a note. Dun, dun, dun. Here it is if you want to read it. And he reads it. And it turns out to be like, he's like, oh, yeah, I recognize this. She's like, oh, you do, huh? Kind of dark, right, boy? And he's all <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, well, I mean, I had a phase. And so I know all the death quotes. And she's like, do you know about a cadaver? <laughs> yeah, it's like this old poet or whatever. He's like, I know all about it. She sticks the note back in a box. They start like, after all this really heavy, great talk, about death and everything they just get naked and they're about to bone yeah yeah they are straight down to the get down going let's fuck on this couch in your living room there is a moment where they're like should we slow down and then they go oh no hell no and they're fully buck naked and then we get a new character yeah this is where skip who according to imdb that's just his nickname his real name is alan fuck it i'm not gonna call him that (laughs) They didn't call him Alan once this episode. I only heard him. No, I. That's why I was like, I was like, no, man, he's just skipped. No, but he's like, oh, hey, yeah, nice to meet you, naked boy. And that's the end of that. Let's cut over to the country club real quick. We got Cliff and Nikki hanging out, right? They're in the pool. They're making out. It's getting hot and heavy. And Cliff's like, why don't we take this back to my place, girl? And she's like, no, man, I got a curfew. And he's like, dude, it's the (laughs) middle of the fucking day. But they still keep fucking around in the pool, playing around. And then we get Liza. And she walks like, up on their shit. 
Yeah, she's like walking up over there and she's all like, oh, look at this dog. And she's like petting the dog. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to go through fucking Cliff's shit. And she fucking grabs his keys out of her fuck out of his uh, pants. And I'm just like, damn, that's a little ballsy right there, girl. I don't know what the fuck. No, I don't know what the fuck she's thinking. She is smarter than this. And then Cliff Way is smarter. right fucking behind her. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she turns around, but she kind of plays it off where she's like, oh, yeah, I'm bringing you some towels. And he's like, what do you got there? Are those my fucking keys? And she's like, yeah, they must have fallen out of your pocket. I don't know. Kind of weird, right? Cliff is way too good at being deceptive himself to have bought a fucking single word that she said there. He didn't believe a word of it. No, no way. Yeah, she didn't seem too viable. She did the best that she could do, but I don't know what she expected. I don't know what she expected. Even if he didn't come over there... Even if he would have just spied her from a distance and noted it in his brain and then later realized, oh, my keys are gone, it's going to be a problem. Like, I don't know what she thought was going to happen there. Yeah, I don't really understand her motives in this because it's like, all right, well, now what are you going to do with this? Because, like, you've already told Johnny this information. Do you think Johnny's just not going to say anything about certain things? Like, obviously, things are going to get back to Cliff and or Greta, as we see later in this very fucking episode. So I do want to point out, though, that they give a good five to seven seconds at the end of their interaction with them just kind of staring at each other, her very awkwardly and nervously, and him like a fucking serial killer until she walks away and he keeps staring her down as she walks away. And I'm like, they're really ramping up the creep. Like he's been a real creepy dude the whole time in his way. He's real Ted Bundy. Real Christian Bale and American Psycho in a lot of ways, like when he's talking to other people. Because some of the shit he says, too, and we'll get to it later, is almost basically like a threat. But people kind of just talk past it. Yeah, yeah, It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's weird. So let's cut back to Johnny and Greta real quick. Johnny's taken off now, but he's like, we'll meet up later. And Greta goes in and talks to her dad. Yeah, she basically is just like, what the fuck are you doing here, Skip? Why don't you get the fuck out of my house? And Skip's like, whoa, 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 princess. I'm here for the fucking weekend. I got to do this golfing. I'm jetting, all right? Fucking bitch, like, why don't we go party, fucking have some fun, and just forget about everything? And I'm like, why do you want to party with your 15, 16-year-old daughter? He also I guess she's 16, right? He also offers her a beer. Yeah. Because he's a piece of shit, dude. Because he's a total scumbag, top to bottom. That's why. Completely hateable character. I got no reason to like him. And I'm not supposed to. I get it. But let's cut to some people I'm actually getting a little bit of affection for. Karen and Bob over at the country club getting shit ready for this golf thing later. And I only wrote this down, again, because I got to give the adults their play. If they're only going to get a little bit. Where he's like... I don't know what my role in Johnny's life is. And Karen's like, play it cool, man. Just go out there and try to be his friend and show him your cool side. And Bob's like, I have a cool side? She's like, well, you got a hot side, which means you got a cool side. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Who wrote that line? Was that Kevin Williamson or was that whatever Arkin? Like, I hated it. I hated it so much, but I also loved it. Like, because it's something that people like that would say. I could definitely see people like in their mid 40s and 50s saying. Oh, that's why I loved it so much because it fit those characters so well. Like, it's the first time it made me feel like maybe they got a handle on their personality. Like, that terrible writing actually makes sense. 
because it's being written by people that are that character's age, probably. So that's why it works. That's why when the teenagers talk, it feels like absolute fucking nonsense. It doesn't make any sense? Yeah. It's not that it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't feel genuine. Not that Dawson's Creek ever did either. Those kids never talk like kids. But this doesn't feel like it's going for the same vibe. It's like supposed to be more of a noir, and it's missing there. But either way, now we cut up to Johnny and Liza talking at the country club. Yeah, well, they're talking about the fucking suicide thing, the letter, and Johnny's like, well, hey, Liza, I just want to let you know that uh, he did leave a suicide note. And she's like, wait, he did? And he's like, yeah, it was a death quote by uh, this dude. Alfred Alfred Tennyson, 19th and century English like, poet. That guy sucks dicks. No, and... she, said, she said Eddie thinks he sucks dicks. Maybe she loves Tennyson. And she's like, he would never be hypocritical like that. And Liza's also like, keep in mind how convenient it is who showed you that letter. She was there the night of the crime running away. Of course she's got some fucking kind of bogus ass shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what happened. And Johnny's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I think you could just be full of shit. And I, that's the thing. If I'm Johnny, I don't know who the fuck to believe either. But I'm in my rational mind. I know for sure I'm not believing Cliff. I'm not believing Greta either, I don't think. But the question is, how much do I believe Liza? And the question's got to be not too much. Because I don't know any of these motherfuckers. And I don't know who's trying to play me to their ends. He probably, in my opinion, arguably knows Greta the best. But does he really know Greta? Or does he know what Greta has shown him? Because so much of their relationship has been about Eddie. Which means it's all been based around a lie that she keeps feeding him, I'm assuming, more and more lies about. And he'll find out more and get pissed again. And he'll go through this whole cycle where she's lying and he's mad and then she's sorry and he's okay. So then we cut to Skip driving in his little uh, fucking golf cart and he sees Tess and he like drives up, pinches her ass and she's like, oh, fuck you. And he's all like, (sighs) it's like, hey man, don't we all like fucking younger people? Like that's where it basically went to. Like I I know he pinched her ass and then I know it was all like, hey, we, we all fuck younger people. Right before this though, he jumps in on Karen inside and helps her out with a box and he's like creepily rubbing her hand with both his hands and oh, hitting yeah. on her. Then Bob comes up and he slinks away without even introducing himself to Bob. Like Skip's like, oh, a man, I gotta go. <laughs> and that's when he goes and he fucking... I didn't. I thought he smacked her on the ass. He definitely pinches her on the ass later, but he definitely inappropriately touches Tess and is like, yo, what's up, girl? Let's go get a drink. And she's like, listen, you like to flirt with the women and sleep with the girls. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. He's like, yeah, I know you like to fuck your son, so what of it? He keeps that to himself for now. That's a card he's going to play later. But she's basically like, no thanks to the drink, bro. I've never been bamboozled by you before, and I'm not going to do it now. Yeah. Now we got Liza doing what she should have just done in the first place if she was trying to fucking... Breaks into Cliff's fucking house. Just right into his fucking bedroom window. Like, what the fuck? Before you try and steal his keys in broad daylight at your place of employment, maybe check a window in the dead of night because that's your better bet. If that doesn't work, then figure out a way to steal his keys if you need to. But this was a smarter plan until it wasn't anymore. Well, my one question is, once she gets in, right... She almost kind of seems like confused on what to do once she's in. So she's like, ah, I'll just look on his computer. No, what are you looking for on his for Eddie? 
She's looking <laughs> for Eddie. Because that's what, this really smart fucking chemist who is clearly the most intelligent person we've met on this show goes on Cliff's computer and searches Eddie. As if that's going to turn up evidence of anything that happened. Does she think Cliff's an idiot? Apparently. But here's what kills me too, though. And I get why they wouldn't notice when they come in and Cliff specifically wouldn't notice. But as she hears noise in the hallway and Cliff and Nikki come tumbling in, she doesn't even like turn the laptop off or close it if it was closed or turn the light off that she turned on. She just jumps into the closet as they tumble into bed. And I'm like, if he's paying even half an ounce of attention to anything, which he wasn't apparently, he's going to know that he didn't leave it that way. But yeah. it never comes up. It That never, ever, unless it's something he locked away in his brain and doesn't bring up later. But it doesn't come up that he noticed the light on. I think she just kind of got lucky that he wasn't just coming home alone to grab something or like just go into his room and hang out. But he was going in there to fuck Nikki. So he was just like bada bing bada boom they start fucking they do Liza Liza's stuck in the closet listening the whole time the dog comes in Spats comes in is actually barking and Cliff's like shut the fuck up and throws a pillow at it and like starts barking back at it and I'm like oh that's weird <laughs> yeah and then Nikki as soon as they're done she like she's like all right it's time to go and she, she gets up hit, and she hit, just starts getting dressed and fucking Cliff's all like, hey, girl, don't you want to cuddle? And she's like, oh, stop being a fucking chick. Like, you got to take me home because, like, I cannot be late. He's offended. He is legitimately offended that she doesn't want to sit there and cuddle for a while. He's like, that was the best sex I've ever had in my life. And she's like, yeah, it ranks. Like, it was yeah, good. She's like, yeah, it was good. It was good. I'd put it up there, but it wasn't the best. And he's like, oh, shit, that's some bullshit. But they hustle out the door, leaving Liza alone in the closet. And as she's, like, standing up, she feels like a creak or something. So she pulls back the fucking carpet in the closet, which reveals this hidden compartment, right? And she fucking opens up the compartment, pulls out this huge bag. And then she opens up the bag, and she's like, (gasps) and then it cuts away to a different scene. So she broke in the window and her master plan was to search Eddie on Cliff's computer. And she walks away with a she duffel got bag. Lucky she walks that away with Cliff a and duffel. Nikki decided to come in and fuck. Oh, I mean, maybe, maybe she would have checked the closet floorboard if she had time to search. Maybe, no fucking way. Maybe, but I'm gonna say probably not. But yeah, she happens into a bag of evidence stuffed under the floorboards like get the fuck out of here that's ridiculous and really i don't even think it's evidence on cliff it's more evidence that cliff is using this as blackmail on greta which we find out later we'll we'll get to what it is later i'll just say it's not necessarily evidence for or against cliff it could go either way but he's definitely using it as a piece in a chess game no doubt about that but we'll get to it because now we get to the golf tournament which once again features no celebrities. <laughs> no, it features, instead, it features two people versus two people. Now, I understand Team BJ, right? I understand Bob and Johnny getting together as like a makeshift father and son team trying to bond. Yep. But then you've got the weird team of Skip, who is Greta's father, and Cliff. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, you can imagine Skip's not going to have anyone to play with. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that has a lot of man friends at home. I'd imagine he's slept or tried to sleep with most of their wives, so that's not going to work. 
Cliff also doesn't have a daddy around, so it makes sense he wouldn't have a partner. So did they just get stuck together by virtue of being partnerless? Or who knows? But it just felt too convenient. Yeah, it felt like a real makeshift tag team that was just kind of like, oh, we don't have anything for you. You know, no creative for you. So that's what we're doing. But before everything kicks off, he swings by Tess again, pinches her ass. They have a little barter and they settle on getting a drink at 730. He gets her to cave yeah yeah and she's like she's like you better fucking be there motherfucker or else i'll slit your throat and he's like don't worry it's not like i'm gonna find some hot young blonde we do have to cut back a second we left out a little scene that did involve skip before at the house when johnny and greta are back at the house talking they talk about bob and johnny's like he's fine but when i want to think about hanging out one-on-one with him i want to puke and jo- greta's like figure that out man and then he's like, yeah, well, what about your fucking dad, weirdo? And she's like, fuck that dude. He, my mom got sick and he rolled. And then he comes in drunk as a skunk, it seemed to me. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up, naked boy? It's fine. Go ahead and diddle my daughter. I don't fucking... She doesn't yeah, care what weird. I think. Like, it's just this whole weird thing. And then Johnny takes off when they argue. And she's like, you don't need to be here anymore. You can just fucking leave. And he's like fuck you basically okay i'm gonna just go somewhere else for now so there's that whole thing going on where like no one really wants skip around right now yeah it seems like no one really wants him around ever except tess has somehow been sucked in by what's supposed to be charm but she knows the sleaze i don't know what she's doing she must be feeling real low about herself if she's settling for skip anyway i just felt like it was important to get that in to further give some life to an adult character that will be gone within three episodes so during this golf outing johnny and eddie are or johnny and cliff are kind of just casually talking and johnny's like yeah man like dude i heard that and he was actually murdered and that funnily enough it was you and greta that did it and he's like cliff's like wait what well cliff was patronizing him before when he was like oh like you know it's fine with you and greta like i get you haven't made it to the promised land yet but you will and johnny's like well i know you did and cliff's like oh shit she told you that and johnny's like oh yeah she told me everything and then he brings up the murder thing and cliff does seem genuinely shocked that Johnny would be saying someone told him that Eddie was murdered. Like, it's one of the only times we've seen Cliff kind of be like, oh, I didn't expect that. No, yeah, Cliff definitely seemed rattled. So we get some more golf, and then John and Bob are bickering a little bit about shit, and Johnny takes off. He's like, fuck this shit, and he runs away. Then Liza comes up to him, and she's like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. Johnny's like, I can't talk right now. And then, as always, Cliff just shows up. Yeah, it's... Real fucking weird with Cliff, right? Well, Liza takes off right away at that point. And Cliff's like, yo, what's up with this murder thing? And Johnny's like, oh, yeah, Owain Nova told me all about it. And about Cliff and or you and Greta Flea in the scene. And Cliff's like, I would never, ever do that. I was here at the club for a party that night, dog. He's like, oh, it's funny that you say that because, like, I got plenty of witnesses that saw me here. And no, I was here when Eddie killed himself. So... One, how could I have murdered a dude that committed suicide? And two, how could I be in two places at once? I think you're getting your uh, information from someone who's a little fucked in the head. Johnny's like, God damn it. I think 
I think I'm starting to believe that. And is he saying but he's he looking fucking, like right at Liza? That's the thing. He fucking he's looking at Liza as he's saying that he thinks they might be crazy. She had just run up to him and Cliff saw it. So Cliff turns around after Johnny leaves and looks at where he was looking and he's like, Oh, so it's the one who was fucking trying to steal my keys earlier. Huh. And yeah. I'm like, God damn. Cliff's not dumb. He was going to piece it together eventually anyway, but Johnny gave the way the game away with his fucking eyes. I'm like, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't real smart by Johnny. And then we cut to we're dinner gonna time. To, we're going to get back to how Cliff could abandon two places at once later. I'll say that, though. All right. So, so anyway. We cut back to, to Johnny and Bob and Karen at the country club eating some dinner and... I expected Bob to actually be not the way he was here. I expected him to be more truthful, but instead he's like, no, nah, Karen, like you set up a great team BJ there. And uh, yeah, it was all good. Everybody, everybody had lots of fun on team BJ. Bob knows there's no winning by making an issue out of what happened. He's got to play it cool. If he comes in and tries to be an authoritarian dickhead and get Johnny in line, it's never going to work. He knows Johnny's a kid. He's going through some shit. I'm going to let today slide. I'm not going to make his mom worry about it. And that's going to let Johnny know that I'm fucking looking out for his best interest too. So Johnny's like, all right, all right, all right. I get it. That's cool. And then in another area of the country club, because this place is huge. Again, once they get to the country club, everyone can be doing their own thing and they won't cross paths until they need to. Exactly. So Nikki and Cliff are chilling and she's got the dog and because that's kind of like how they replaced uh, JJ. They just kind of like, all right, let's put this dog in there. And that's basically this other guy. I bet I bet you it's cheaper to pay that dog than it is to pay that actor. Oh, for sure. That's why they totally did that. And Cliff's like, hey, girl, I got you this present. And she's like, oh, really? You got me a present? And he's like, yeah, it's all this foot cream. Like a guy only needs so much of this certain foot cream. Because then maybe he looks gay or something. I don't know. I don't know. It was all super weird. But this is where she talks about what you were saying earlier. How he's good and bad. And she likes and is scared of those things. So like she fucks with his head. He's like, oh, I can be whichever one you want me to be. Yeah, he's basically just like, you tell me what you want me to be. And I will be that. But here's some more dog shit. Because that dog starts barking again. And he just looks at the dog and he's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, he's like, he gives that dog the, I'll fucking cut your head off look. No, he says, like, be quiet in a very stern voice, and it does, though. The dog shuts the fuck up. I was like, oh. Because the dog's like, ooh, I recognize evil now. See, now, over on the side, Skip comes walking in, and he's got this woman he met on the golf course earlier with him. And he runs into Tess. Oh, hold on, I froze up a little bit. All right, we're good. He runs into Tess with this woman, and he's like... Oh shit! Smoking. Um, I'm gonna she go have fine. a. She's all right. She's like, I'm gonna go have a bite to eat with this girl. Looks like you put on a nice event here. Peace out. And Tess is just kind of like, huh? huh, huh, what? She doesn't really say anything. Then she gathers herself and she approaches and Skip and the woman. <laughs> and she's like, you know what, motherfucker? You want a drink so bad? So I figured I'd give one to you. And she fucking throws hers right on Skip, and Skip's all like. 
Damn. It wasn't even her drink. She stole it off of a tray that was going past her on the way to the table. She stole I didn't someone. even notice that. Oh, yeah. She snatched it off a fucking tray that a waiter had going by, and she just chucked it in Skip's face. And I was like, that's the Tess I'm looking for. Like, I'm coming out of this fifth episode, and I'm rooting for Tess. I like Tess. I think Tess is a good character and a fun character. 100%. Yeah, she's a character I feel like they would have flushed out a lot more had this been uh, a more of a successful show and got more time, like a second season or like a first full season to actually flesh out these characters. Yeah, they were definitely setting them up. They're setting her up to be a more important character, which makes sense. Johnny and Bob are back at the table. They're alone this time. And Bob's like, listen, bro, I got your message earlier. Well, Johnny apologized for being a dick. And he did say he was a dick. And Bob's yeah. like, Bob's like, cool, I got it. No golf. I get your message. But here's my message. I'm not fucking going anywhere, and you better learn to love it. Yeah, well, I mean, like, Bob was pretty much like, hey, dude, I ain't fucking going anywhere. But at the same time, like, I ain't trying to be a dick. Right. Dude. And Johnny's like, dude, I get it. I was being kind of a piece of shit. Like, I got this little short fuse. And, like, especially since I, like, I know you're fucking my mom. So, what up? I just hope that for the next three episodes, unless Bob does something shitty to deserve it, that Johnny just... I really don't think he's going to be and nefarious i don't either i'm just saying unless he does i hope johnny just shuts the fuck up about not liking bob for the next three episodes like hopefully this episode got us past that until bob would have inevitably done something to fuck it up it's like dude we know your character doesn't like bob you've said it a bunch the recaps every week tell us that you fucking hate him this recap went on for a minute this week i'm like you're telling me the whole story again it's episode five if i don't know what's going on by now then i probably shouldn't even be watching the recap yeah yeah that's probably it's too long it was way too long but anyway we cut to liza and the party's basically over and she's cleaning up now in the dark because that's what happens dude and cliff sneaks up fucking total creeper style and then just does this He's whispering her name. Liza. And she's creeping around, locking the doors Liza. and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Liza. It did sound like his voice, though. Like, figuring it was going to be him anyway, but the voice sounded like him. I'm like, okay, here we go. Definitely sounded like Cliff. And then he's like, he's like, he gets in real close. And he's like, you know what I did? He's like, yeah, I murdered Eddie. No, you're leaving a key thing out. And it's a, to my point of two places at once. Oh, yeah, where he pulls the mask off. He was wearing a mask, and I'm pretty sure it's the same mask that Eddie was wearing in the video that Liza sent to Johnny. Yeah. So there maybe is more than one of those masks, or it's the same mask that he took from Eddie. But he could have asked someone else or had someone else, like maybe one of his mom's floozies, wearing the mask at the party, and people thought it was him while he was gone back at the house. That's true possibility i'm just putting that out there but anyway he takes this mask off yeah and he's like he's like all right yeah you know i took his dad's gun and i fucking shot him in the head and the blood just like slowly poured out and the blood smoked like the smoke just came out of the fucking hole and that's how it would have been if i had actually did it and i was like oh my god you just oj simpson yourself that's the exact thing i said what is he fucking oj but dude it got really dark when he started describing dude it was wicked like that was was like like like, uh... dude like he flipped the switch on the character and you're like damn this dude is fucking like deranged like gonna be killer dude like serial killer and then he drops the best exit line that he could think of butt out (laughs) (laughs) you know what you could do you would just butt out (laughs) 
And so he butts out. He leaves. But it turns out that Nikki was just waiting outside for him. He comes running outside. He says, I'm like, oh, I found him. And she's like, hurry the fuck up. I'm going to be late for curfew. And they fucking, well, before they take off, she gives him some flowers. But he also takes a call from who he says is his mom. And he's like, I just got to drop a friend off and then I'll be right over there. And it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. It turns out that's not his mom. It's not his mom. Someone's mom. In the meantime, Greta goes home and skips on the couch. And he's like, you know what? I decided I'm going to stick around this town for a while, you little bitch. And she's like, no, 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 no. You need to get the fuck out of here. Because you ain't never done anything for me. And that's when Skip's like, whoa, whoa. Why don't you back the fuck up on that not doing anything thing? Because, uh, hey, remember when your friend died? Like, did the police ever talk to you about that? And Greta kind of like looks confused. Like, she's like, no. What are you talking about? And he's like, what, what the fuck do you think I'm talking about? I got friends. I just told them, he, maybe you should just make this go away. Yeah, he's like, I pulled some strings. I got him to rule it a suicide. And Greta's like, it was a suicide. And he's, he's like, yeah, sure, sure it no, was. He goes, like, he goes, if you say so. Well, she says, you think I killed Eddie, huh? And he's like, in my line of work, we don't ask that question. Yeah, because he's like, I'm not just, you know, discounting it. All I'm saying is based on what I know about that night, you'd be a distinct possibility. It's like, oh, fuck. So now we cut back over to Liza's grass. Well, like, I thought personally that Greta looked, she looks concerned during that whole thing. Like, like she does, like, like we've been kind of talking about, or you've been talking about how you're like, I don't really think she has anything to do with it. It's just she, her big secret was that she was fucked, that she fucked Eddie and she thought. No. I still don't think that's the big secret. That's wrong. She knows more about what happened to Eddie. He was murdered. That doesn't mean she did it, but she knows. She was there or came shortly after. I think I live, like I've said before. Like I think she came shortly after and she does think it's a suicide. I don't think she thinks it's a suicide. I'm like, let me be honest. I've watched this show twice. This is my third time through. I do not remember. Well, we're going to get to all that in a little bit here. So let's just hang tight because we're almost at the end. Johnny comes into Cliff's garage and she's all freaking out. She's like, yeah, Cliff like threatened me tonight. Or, like He suspects something, but he doesn't know what I found. And Johnny's like, oh, yeah, what'd you find? Because like, I don't know what to believe anymore because like, I seriously think that you just might have a slew- screw loose, Liza. And she's like, oh, really? How about this? Ha! And she fucking rips this blanket off of the table. And lo and behold, it is the very costume dress that Greta was wearing. And it is pretty soaked in blood. Just covered in blood. And then she tells Johnny where she found it. And he just can't deal with it. His mind is spinning. He's like, what is this? I just saw a picture of this dress earlier today. And you found it where? And it's covered in what? Like, he's totally fucked up right now. Now we cut to another montage. Yeah, he's not mont- liking that. Now we cut to another montage. This was a very montage-heavy episode. Bob and Karen get home. And there's a golf club with a little bow on it. And Johnny left him a card. And it says, can, can I, I have a mulligan? mulligan? And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet, Johnny. You're such a sweet little boy. And then we get Johnny looking confused about Greta as he's just staring at the pictures on his uh, laptop. He was looking. Re- he was looking like he was about to start drooling, and not like in the he was turned on, but like he was like dumb, like stupefied by something. Yeah. Then we get Greta laying in her bed, pissed off about her dad, and uh, maybe the potential that. Eddie might have been murdered. You got Tess looking in the mirror, like pulling on her skin, probably thinking she needs more plastic surgery because dirt bags like skip. We'll get into that. 
you're right, she doesn't at all. But this character obviously is convinced that she does. And this dirtbag Skip turning her down is just more proof that she's not good enough for dirtbags. And all men are dirtbags. So if she's not good enough for dirtbags, she's not good enough for any man. So she needs to get that fucking plastic surgery. You see the logic here? I, I, I don't agree with it. I don't either. But let's look at Nikki smiling Who on the Who is just happy? She's got a dog and she's got a boyfriend. She's happy. She doesn't know that her boyfriend's a murderer. I don't think I'd use the term boyfriend yet. Just because they bone doesn't mean they're dating. They're having she's fun. She's happy. She's happy, and she's hanging out with Cliff. If they're not boyfriend yet, I assume that was the plan for this couple going forward. I don't think it's safe to assume that they would be dating just because they're fucking, especially because she's not a permanent fixture in Palm Springs. She's just crashing on a couch for now. Yeah, she'll be permanent. I mean... No, she won't. This next three no, episodes is going to Let's talk about Cliff. This though. universe what? exists, though, still to today. So we'll. So what happens at the end of this episode is another thing that I postulated at the end of last episode, and it came to life. Well, there was a foreshadow earlier in the episode when Skip and Tess were talking about how like they fuck young people, right? And that comes back right here when Cliff knocks on who other's door, but. Eddie's fucking mom. The smoke show from, you know, she used to be next door. Now she's, you know, a couple towns over. But he's like, oh, I still got to go and fuck her. She opens the door and she's like, get in here, big boy. And he's like, you know I will, little mama. And then she closes the door behind him and end of the episode. And it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense here. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, it makes sense, but uh, it it was a twist for me. I did not expect that. I did not see that coming. Oh, I'm not going to say I, I predict, like, I put a, I mentioned I it thought it was more reasonable. Episode. That Cliff would fuck his own mom. But it, from what they showed us, sure. But if we're talking about storyline, <laughs> and here's what we're going to get to. We're going to ask me your questions because it's going to revolve around my feel. And Maria and Cliff play a big part in those things. Unless you had more to say before the questions. Is Greta involved with the whole, quote, you know, Eddie's suicide situation? Or was her big secret that her and Cliff fucked and she just wanted to be super honest with Johnny? Check it. We already kind of touched on this, but let me we bring, let me bring up Johnny and Greta real quick. And before I get into answering your question, let me say I still hate that fucking relationship. She's still lying to him. It's still a, a fabricated, fake piece of shit. It's the worst relationship on the show that Johnny thinks is good, but is just absolute garbage. Fuck Does it. he, though? Or he does he just want to bang I, Greta? He thinks it's better than it is, and yes, he wants to bang Greta. So it's a combination of things, but he doesn't know that she's still lying. Either way, is she involved? Like I've already said, she was there at some point in that night. Whether it was when it happened or after it happened, I'm guessing it's after. And it's all going to tie into question two. Throw that one at me. Who killed Eddie? I'm saying it's Cliff, and here's why. Eddie he found, found Cliff fucking his mom. Out, he found out about Cliff and his mom. He also received the news about Cliff fucking his girlfriend. So he's like, oh, you got to fuck my girlfriend and my mom? I'm thinking that Eddie had the gun with the intent of killing Cliff, and it didn't go down that way, obviously. And Greta showed up afterwards. And Cliff and that's where Zach, covered Zach, his suicide. That's he where goes, Cliff plays it oh, off that he killed he himself. Found, he found out about you two. It's your fault. Oh, obviously doesn't mention him and, and Maria getting probably, down. In my opinion, the blood is because she's pull, like holding him. 
oh, holding yeah. his like, dead oh. body. It was mostly centered like on her stomach and her lap, which is where his head would be cradled in that sort of situation. And yeah. he got shot in the head. It's just, it all lines up as that for me. That's what played out right there. That, Eddie, I feel like, makes the most sense. Um, and I, So you ask me your last question, because it all plays into that, too. Well, we've gone through five episodes of this series. We know, we know that it ends in eight episodes. Obviously, we wouldn't have known this if we had been watching it live as just regular viewers. But how are they going to wrap this whole thing up? I... I can't answer. That's the problem. I can't answer that question. My hope is that they give us everything that we just talked about there or whatever the real answer is. And they give us a nice little bow and it's over and it's done. My gut feeling is it just gets chopped off in the middle of something. And we get some answers, but they're still leaving clues for what would have kept happening afterwards had the show kept going. Well, because like we had said earlier, this was originally 13 episodes, cut back to eight. I, I just hope that we at least get an answer to what happened to Eddie before it's all said and done. I don't know if we're going to get there. I feel like if we don't, then unless they throw some major curveballs in the next few episodes, I got an answer that I can be happy with, even if they don't give it to me. But I'd still like to know what they intended. For sure. For sure. And with that, uh, you can catch all of our episodes on 50randyquades.com, our our website where we have every single episode we have ever done on the podcast, which is uh, all five episodes of Desert Dialogue, our complete series, Creek Chat, uh, all the Nicolas Cage movies we have done thus far, I think through like 56, just off the top of my head. It's a lot. And then the other, like, 80 podcasts we've done on different movies throughout time. And, um, yeah, uh, you can also get us on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until next time, we watch Hidden Palms so you don't have to. Peace out. Yeah.